Hey everybody, welcome back to the KKWP podcast. I am your host, Precious Pierre, and thank y'all for tuning in today. We are about to get started. We are on episode eight, season one, and I'm just excited to get back into it. So I'm about to unpack a lot today because God has just really been walking with me through a lot of things. Um, So make sure you guys are following us at the KKWP podcast on Instagram. We are also on TikTok. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And thank y'all for joining. We're about to go ahead and get started. So the first thing (laughs) that I kind of want to discuss is the lessons that God has been taking me through. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I've been a little hard, but I just want to share what God has been walking with me through in hopes that someone else can relate to what I'm going through and maybe I could give you the advice that God has been um, saying to me and what the Holy Spirit has been leading me through. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing, um, I have just been in this season of lessons And the top three biggest lessons that God is currently walking me through is the first one is be slow to speak and quick to listen. And that comes from the Bible verse, James chapter one, verse 19. Dear my brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. So (laughs) the reason why this has been a big one for me is because I'm such a person who always wants to give advice or always wants to speak or things like that. Um, So this season particularly, God just wants me to kind of take a step back and be more quick to listen than I am to speak in a lot of instances. Um, So for example, one of the things was um, whenever I'm around my friends or whenever I'm at work or whenever I'm in certain environments, I'm just trying to be more mindful of what's going on by listening before I open it up and open up my mouth to speak. Because a lot of times like I put myself in business that I ain't got no business being in because I shouldn't have spoke up or something. And there's a difference between being s- slow to uh, speak and quick to listen versus like not uh, not voicing your opinion. See, the thing with that is a situation happened to me where the Holy Spirit was leading me to say something, um, but because I just wasn't being slow to speak, I went ahead and entered my opinion after what the Holy Spirit had said to me. So my friends and I, we were at this event called Tent of Miracles. I'm not going to give you guys all the details, but uh, my friends and I were at this event called Tent of Miracles. And the Holy Spirit was leading me to say something. And what the Holy Spirit put on my heart to say, um, the Holy Spirit was giving me revelation about something. Because I couldn't quite understand why nobody was like praising God, even though like the nothing was going on. There was a worship and um, praise music going on, so I'm kind of wondering like what's going on god like why everybody waiting for the miracles to happen to begin to praise you so the revelation he gave me in regard to that was if the president was to walk into the event everyone would stand up at attention because they recognize who the president is and the kind of power that he carried so if he came into that into the room everyone would stand up at attention because they know who he is 
he was like, but if I were to come into the room, not everyone would be able to acknowledge my presence because they don't know who I am. So that was what the revelation was, right? But I kept speaking and entering my opinion to validate with the, the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me. And that led to my friends having to correct me. I, I began to continue on and say something along the lines of, why can't anybody notice that the Spirit of the Lord is already here? Why isn't no one worshiping? Why isn't no one giving him the glory? Why isn't no one giving him the praise? And I was speaking kind of loudly so I get, the people around us could hear. So my friend stopped me and she's like, Precious, be careful not to be judgmental. And immediately I just repented. Even if I didn't understand that I was being judgmental in the moment, I know that I have a wise counsel around me that's going to correct me if I am wrong. They're going to they're gonna guide me. They're going to lead me and help me on this path. So if I do something that needs to be corrected, they will let me know. So they said, hey, Precious, be careful not to be too judgmental. And I immediately repented. I just said a prayer of repentance right then and there. And so to confirm that, right, to confirm that correction, um, the person who was leading the event, he said, everybody pull out your Bible app. And my friend pulled out her phone and she opened the Bible app. And the first thing that came open, the first verse that came open was Proverbs 18 verses one through five. And it talked about being judgmental. And I said, like, okay, thank you. Like that was one confirmation. But even after event, the event, I was still kind of wondering like, what's going, like, can, can you show me God, how I was being judgmental or how I may have coming off as judgmental. And I was like, can you just give me confirmation? So the next day or the day after that, no, the next day I get to work and my coworker and I were kind of talking and she was like precious she she said precious hey like she was like precious hey you're ju you're you're judgmental and mind you she didn't know what I prayed to God about and she didn't know what I asked God for confirmation of so for her to say that to me gave me yet another confirmation but I was like hold on let me just let me let me let me just check so that coworker said I was judgmental so I asked my boss and I was like hey do you think I'm judgmental and he didn't say yes, but he also didn't say no. So then I asked my a third person, was I just mental? And she automatically said yes. I was like, hold on. I can't believe this. Because I guess sometimes I don't notice as a Christian that the way I come off, it sound like it could sound like I'm judging someone. And then so I asked a fourth coworker and I said, Hey, am I judgmental? She said yes. So I immediately just went in my office and I prayed another prayer of repentance. And I also thank God that he was willing to show me the things in me that needed to be uprooted. And that was one of the things he was showing me. So again, the lesson that I was getting from that was be slow to speak and quick to listen. Be slow to speak when it comes to certain things. Like you're a, you don't always need to weigh in on something. You don't always need to speak up on something. And there's again, there's a difference between speaking up and standing up for yourself versus speaking just cause. So now I'm just being more aware in um, my workplaces, everywhere I'm going in, in church and in, in, uh, different environments to be slow to speak and quick to listen. I have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So that has been one of the biggest lessons that God has currently been walking me through. Another lesson that he has been walking me through is 
you I don't have an opinion. And what I mean by that is not like I'm a mindless woman. Like, I ain't, you know, I, I don't have no opinion on certain things. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, what I believe and what my, uh, where my opinion should stand is whatever Jesus has said, whatever Jesus has done, whatever, anything pertaining to my life has to be a reflection of who Christ is. And in order to do that, I can't just be you know, saying anything, anything off the top of my head. I can't just be voicing certain things because it ain't even called for. My opinion should be whatever Christ said, whatever Christ did, right? And then I have to, I had to be mindful of this because I have to understand that I am sometimes, a lot of times coming in contact with people who don't know Christ, right? And if the, and if they, and if they're coming to me, they're supposed to be experiencing Christ through me they're supposed to be seeing the light of christ on me but if i'm sitting here and running my mouth about nonsense if i'm sitting here running my mouth about things that aren't pertaining to the kingdom of god if i'm sitting here gossiping if i'm sitting here doing all these different things when my opinions on things that don't even matter stuff like that then how are they going to perceive christ how are they going to see christ through me if i'm not even operating as though christ operated every time like in a lot of situations, Christ would always refer back and he would always say, for he don't, he doesn't speak off his own initiative. He speaks and says whatever his father says. So I have to get in the mindset of speaking and saying things, whatever God says, do uh, d thinking things and saying things, whatever God has said, whatever is written in the word. So that has been a big thing. And, and Another lesson that I've been learning is love is everything. And this ties back to the opinion. Watch how you speak. So when I was basically asking my coworker, hey, like, how was I being judgmental? She was like, she was like, it's not necessarily what you say. It's about how you say it. So I was like, God, can you show me how I am saying things? Like, does it not come off as love? Like, because at the end of the day, if you don't have love behind what you're saying, if you don't have love behind you speaking to somebody, you have nothing. Uh, I'm going to even read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. So even if I am prophetic, even if I do have the gift of, of whatever that may be, if I am not doing it at a heart posture of love, whatever I'm saying is going one in one ear of the person and out the other. I have to make sure that I'm operating in love because God is love. My father is love. The greatest commandment is to love your neighbors as you love yourself. So that means if I'm saying something and behind it isn't love, that means I don't even love myself. And that means I don't know the creator of love. So I quit fast repenting because I know that I love God. And I know that God loves me. And I know that I began to love myself because I began to understand that God loves me and God is love. So if there's any part of me that's that's depicting otherwise, it needs to be uprooted immediately. So I went back into my office and I was like, God, 
I repent. I turn away from that heart posture of judging people. Even if it was intentional or unintentional, turn. I had to turn away from it. And God has just been walking me through that because I didn't even notice it. But once he showed it to me, I was able to move forward, acknowledge it, repent give it to God and allow him to deliver me from it. I didn't have to sit there and allow myself to continue being judgmental. It's one thing for God to show you something about yourself and you choose not to acknowledge it. You choose not to receive the correction and you choose not to feel convicted about it. That's, that's a whole different thing. Me, if God is convicting me of it, I'm repenting because I'm not going to let this hold me back on my walk with God. And I know that he's doing all these things out of love because if I'm supposed to be an ambassador for Christ, there's no way I shouldn't be operating out of love. And oh, and back to the uh, second lesson I was talking about, I don't have an opinion. Proverbs chapter 18, verse two, it says, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Fools air their opinions, y'all. They will speak on anything, however they feel. Don't even be speaking off of things that's supposed to be Holy Spirit-led, right? So if I'm over here voicing my own opinion, I can't be. I, I really cannot be doing it because I have to speak and take initiative off of what my Father is saying. I have to speak off of what the Holy Spirit has told me to say. So... That was the top three lessons that I have been in in the season of learning. And I just want to talk about correction. I think there's this huge misconception about corrections within the Christian community that desperately need to be addressed. Because why do you feel like you can't receive correction? If anything, you should desire to receive correction so that you can know how to move forward as a better Christian. So anytime my friends correct me, I'm quick to repent. I don't even let it stay a second before I'm repenting because I know that my friends are the iron that sharpen my iron. I know that they are my godly wise counsel that I keep around me. I know that my community is not going to leave me wrong, right? So if they're telling me, hey, Precious, you need to correct that. Or, hey, Precious, that didn't sound too well how you said that. Or, hey, Precious, like, be mindful of this, this, that, and the third. They are giving me correction to something that I just did. And, again, I still take that correction back up to God and ask for confirmation about it. But, regardless, I repent immediately because you have to know how to receive correction. You can't be on this walk and think that you're not going to be corrected because you've been, you, you're not going to get everything right. Because as humans, we're not perfect. So we're not going to get everything right. So you have to make sure that your heart, your heart posture is humbled. You have to remain lowly on this walk because you have to be able to receive correction. You have to be able to receive conviction. You have to be able to receive teachings and knowledge and wisdom and understanding on how to move forward as a better Christian. And I always thank God for the spirit of conviction. Because I remember there's a point in my life where I used to sin and I didn't feel the spirit of conviction immediately. And that's, oh, that put the fear of God in my heart because I began to ask God, did you remove your hand from from my life? Did you remove your hand from my life, God? If I'm not feeling convicted after I just committed this sin, 
did you remove your hand from my life? And God, he knows us. He knows when to send the spirit of conviction. He knows when to send it because he knows that that's when we're going to receive it. So you have to be open and willing to receive conviction. Open and willing to receive correction because at the end of the day, we're not perfect. We're all Christians. We're all trying, but there is none of us who are perfect. So we have to continuously be in a surrendered heart posture where we're open to being corrected. Let your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ correct you. Let them correct you because you you don't always know everything. We don't always know everything. And that's okay. But be open and willing to receive that correction so that you can understand, okay, I did this wrong. I'm going to repent. I'm going to ask God to deliver me from it. And I'm going to move forward differently because I received this correction. And now I'm able to reapply those principles to my life where I can make sure that I don't make that same mistake again. See, the whole point in my friends telling me, hey, make sure you're not being too judgmental was because I can't be moving forward being a judgmental person as a woman of God. That is not a characteristic of Christ. So who am I to judge? The Bible declares that the same measure in which you measure people is the same way that you're going to be measured. So if I'm out here judging people, that's going to be my same measure. So the whole point of them telling me that was for me to take it back up to God and ask him one repent turn away from this kind of behavior i no longer desire to do that to people because i don't even understand the effect that i may have had on that person i don't even desire to do that to people that's not nice that's not love that's not who christ is right so repenting from it turning away from it when you were repenting god, glory be to god i had to read psalm I believe Psalm chapter 51 to understand what true repentance is. True repentance is not going to God crying, begging, crying. No, true repentance is turning your heart away from that sin. Turning your heart away from that sin and not going back to it. True repentance is not going to God and crying because you feel bad about what you did. Because if you just feel bad about what you did and you don't want to pay the consequences from it, that means you have not truly turned away from it. True repentance is getting away from things that God hates. Getting away from things that break God's heart. Getting away from things that aren't good from you. Turning away from that behavior. Turning away from that act. Turning away from whatever it was. Turning away from it. So I had to do a complete pivot. And... And just, just making sure that I'm allowing God to uproot this out of me. And again, the process of uprooting hurts. But God says that every seed that was not planted, every plant that was not planted by him will be uprooted. That's what God said. So anything in me that's not planted by God, one, that means it's going to bear rotten fruit. And what happens to one rotten fruit when it gets in the vicinity of good fruit? That mold and that rot will begin to spread onto your good fruit. So I can't have any fruit in me that's bearing rottenness. I want good fruit. I want Galatians 5 fruit, fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? So I have to be open and willing in a surrendered heart posture, vulnerable, humble before God to allow him to do the work on me to change me and make me into a better woman, right? So those have been the top lessons that I've been learning. And I've also been learning like, what is true love?
Like, I've read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 many times. I've read it many times, and God has shown me his love many times. And But now it's all about not just being a hearer of the word, but also being a doer of the word. Right? So learning to operate and walk out what it means to love somebody. Right? And again, not I, I don't want to just have the words of God on my lips. I want to have them plastered on the tablets of my heart. And one of the biggest things that has changed me from the previous person that I was to fully walk into God, who God has called me to be, was his love. I was so lukewarm and I was so living in the world. What really changed me was the love of God. It was not the things God was blessing me with. It was not the people around me. It was not my community. It was nothing but the love of God that changed me. That made me want to change. That made me want to say, okay, God, I'm fully committed to you. I'm fully committed to the cause. I'm fully ready to walk this out. I'm fully ready ready to surrender it all. I'm fully ready to change my entire life around so that you are at the center of it. I'm tired of living my life where you are an afterthought. I'm tired of living my life to where I don't honor you. I don't respect you. I don't love you. I don't have reverence for you. That is not the life that you desire for me. And once I experienced the love of God, my life changed drastically. Drastically. To a point where God is all that I'm desiring. He is all that I'm longing for. And it's just been amazing to see all the growth that has happened in this past year alone. Because... Hey, I was not, I was not where I am today. Let's just say that. And as all of that happened, with God transforming me, renewing my mind, renewing my mind had to be the biggest one. I can't renew my mind with my own thoughts. So I had to get locked and loaded with the Bible. I had to really start pressing into the word of God. I had to really start giving it my all and really operating and being a doer of the word of God. It's, it's not enough for me to just read the word of God. I had to be and do the things that are, are in the Bible. So those are the top three lessons I've been learning. And, you know, through those lessons, <laughs> I began to become more self-aware. And, and what I mean by self-awareness is actually having the spiritual maturity to have those conversations with the Lord as far as what are the things I need to work on? What are some things I need to submit to you in order for you to deliver me? What are some things that I'm harboring in my heart that I don't notice? What are some things in my life that I need to surrender to you, right? Having that self-awareness, but that came with me what God pruning me and growing me and helping me to be more mature spiritually, right? So being having that self-awareness, um, it just made me acknowledge my behavior and stop hiding the excuses. And one of my Bible studies, I was talking about um, just the fact that I had so many bad fruit in me and I was never willing to bring it to God I was never really in a position where I wanted to acknowledge my behavior I kept making excuses for my behavior was like like oh I, I grew up with that oh I'm just like that being sadity having a nasty attitude thinking I could talk to people any kind of way 
thinking I could be funny and make jokes that are really harming people. But with spiritual maturity and with loving God and truly having a relationship with Christ, it will make you more self-aware to a point where you're going to get to the point where, God, what, what do I need to work on? God, what do I need to surrender? God, what are the things that are hidden in my heart that I'm unaware of? Show me myself, God, so that you can work on me. Right? So that type of level of self-awareness has been big for me in this season. I don't want any rotten fruit in me. I don't want any bad fruit in me. None. So whatever I got to do, whatever self-awareness that I got to have, I've been asking the Holy Spirit to give me discernment. Not even for just the people around me. Give me discerning of spirits for myself. What kind of spirits are in me that I am unaware of? What kind of behavior am I unaware of? For example, just the, just the testimony about being judgmental. I asked God to show me anything in me that needs to be uprooted. And that was one of the things. So it's been, it's been a long journey, but through it all, the, the, the biggest take I got out of this was the, just watching my, being able to watch myself transform. I always laugh with God because I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful the way God has been walking with me. So many times I always feel far away from God, but I'm always at a posture of being thankful and grateful and having gratitude for everything he is walking me through. And so the other night I was in prayer, like deep prayer. And I was like, God, am I where you want me to be? Is this where you are calling me to be? Am I where you want me to be? And I know a lot of us Christians or even people, we just get to those places where like, am I where God wants me to be? Like, am I doing what God wants me to do? Like, what is going on in my life? And things like that, right? And y'all, I just got to tell y'all this quick um, testimony. So God set up this divine appointment for me and this young woman and her mother just for him to confirm to me that I'm exactly where he wants me to be. So I got to work on Monday and usually I'm I'm doing work in my office. But that day they needed me to fill in for the medical assistants that were out. So just by a luck of walking in the not luck, but just by me walking in the office and hey, I got to I got to fill in for the inmates. That's how I came into um encounter with her because Again, usually I'm just in a back office and I'm not really interacting with the patients. But that day I had to interact with the patients. And I roomed them. And I'm going to just read what I wrote because, um, again, I'm not going to give you guys all the details about it. But I just want to show you guys the importance of, um, like, these divine appointments that God will set up for you to confirm that you are exactly where he needs you to be. And, again, this is my uh, personal journal entry that I wrote. Uh, so I said, thank you, God, for such a divine appointment. There were so many aspects of this conversation that I am in awe of and that I am thankful for. But most importantly, that you were the topic and that you got all the glory out of it. Sometimes we think we're not on the path that you planned for us. Then there are such instances as this divine appointment that helped me to realize that I am exactly where you want me. Thank you for preparing me for this moment without me realizing it. Thank you for giving 
blank words of knowledge and thank you for choosing me as your vessel and then i put this divine appointment showed me that i am right where you need me to be this divine appointment allowed me to use my gift of words of knowledge this divine appointment allowed me to build both her and i up spiritually this divine appointment showed me someone who is like me in many ways this divine appointment allowed me to see how you were preparing me for this appointment so again, this was just my personal entry and just kind of want to reiterate the, the, the topic of divine appointments. God will set things up along for you in your path to show you and reiterate to you that you're right on the path that he has designed for you. You're right on the path that he wants you to be on and you are walking according to his will. And I know sometimes we get discouraged as Christians and we feel like we're not where God wants us to be and we feel like we're falling behind and we're looking left and we're looking right and we're looking at everybody else and their life seems to be in alignment with the will of God and you just don't quite understand what's going on in your life but God will set things up for you to give you confirmation that you are exactly where he wants you to be. God is Alpha and Omega. He knows your beginning and he knows your end. He knows you're going to come to a point where you needed such divine encounter. He knows you're going to come to this point where he needs to reiterate and confirm to you that you're right exactly where he has you. You're right exactly where he wants you. So that helped me to continue to walk in faith. And so I just want to take this time to encourage y'all like continue to see God. Continue to have that self-awareness. Continue to be open to receiving correction and conviction. Continue to just allow God to work, walk with you in these seasons of life. Because each season, fall, spring, winter, summer, each season of your life. And if you don't understand what the four seasons of life are during your walk with Christ, I encourage y'all to go look on my instagram page and just scroll and you will see um i should say seasons and it basically describes what each season is and what happens during each season and um just believe that there's a lesson there are lessons tied to each season so this season of my life these were my particular lessons that god has been walking me through but for you that may be different so it's just be Thank you. Just be in a place, just be in a posture of surrenders because the Lord will reveal to you what it is that he wants you to learn in that season. Even if you can't quite understand it, he's going to teach you those things for a reason. Every lesson that you learn can always be applied in your life. So even if I learned lessons from my previous season, they helped me in this new season. Every lesson I learned, I kept I kept them with me because I know that each season moving forward, I'm still going to need those lessons. That was the whole point of God teaching them to me is because I'm going to need all those lessons that he teached me throughout this walk with him. So I am your girl precious and I thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. I just kind of wanted to... um give y'all these lessons that God has been walking me through in hopes that it'll touch somebody, um, in hopes that it'll help somebody, in hopes that God will speak to you through these lessons. And I also just want to encourage you guys, figure out what lessons it is that God is trying to teach you. Because once you understand the lessons that God is trying to teach you, you'll submit better. 
Not saying that you're not submitting at all, but you'll submit better once you understand what it is that God is trying to teach you. If he's trying to teach you how to be more compassionate, you'll submit to when he puts you in various situations where you have to show compassion, right? If, if he's trying to teach you on how to be a better steward of what you have and you understand that that's what he's trying to do, you submit to when it's time to steward something, right? So I just want to give y'all these lessons that I've been going through. Just wanted to talk to y'all about correction, um, self-awareness, transformation. Um, and I hope y'all have a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we are live every Tuesday morning for Bible Talk Tuesdays at 6.30 a.m. And that is happening via IG Live and on Zoom. And we are here every Thursday with a new podcast episode. I thank you all for tuning in. You guys have a great one. Bye-bye.